From epic tales of mystery and magic to accounts of battle and empire. From the verses of ancient poets to the masterpieces of our times. A light on literature brings to life China's literary heritage and a look at the world in a new light. Hi, I'm Huang Rei, and on today's A Light on Literature, we continue to present the book *The Sound of Salt Forming: Short Stories by the Post-80s Generation in China*, published by the Foreign Language Teaching and Research Press in 2016. On today's show, we present you the second part of the story, *Rough Guest Couple*, written by Ma Xiaotao and translated by Li Lianguth. The author Ma Xiaotao, born in 1982, is a member of the Chinese Writers Association. Previously on Rough Guest Couple, when Xiaonan even went to the wholesale market looking for molds, she tried to make the dream of red chamber lotus leaf soup that Jia Baoyu ate. At first, Lelia thought he would be eating hot family-style food every day. Little did he imagine he would be forced to try new dishes on a daily basis. They actually all tasted good. Lelia agreed that Wen Xianwen certainly had a talent in this area. Only he couldn't stand her fanatical new frills or those overpriced and ever-wasted ingredients. Cooking at home cost as much as eating out. And this episode, Chapter Three. On Saturday, Lulu and Co actually showed up. When Xianwen was on the phone, remote controlling the route taken, Lulu and her car, full of people, eventually found Beijing's east side. She had been Wen Xianwen's roommate at college. The other three guys and girls in the car were also her classmates. They burst in noisily, carrying a box of beverages. Brother, you really live out in the sticks. A dozen or more meters, and we'd be at the Beijing exit toll booth, no? Lulu complained to Lelia. Wen Xianwen was busy in the kitchen, leaving Lelia in the living room to entertain her classmates. Yeah, I finally realised just how big Beijing is. A male classmate noted. Oh my God, when you guys really live here? Not waiting for Lelia to respond to the comment about the remoteness of their apartment, Lulu let out a high-pitched yell. Following Lulu's yell, everyone began to size up the room. Everyone had a different expression, though all of them looked shocked. Given where Lelia and Wen Xiaonuan now lived, besides yelling and gasping, all they could do was stare in silence. Rough cast housing. Yes, Lelia and Wen Xianwen lived in a rough cast apartment. The walls didn't have any color. The floor was vinyl. The lighting consisted of energy-saving light bulbs. The foldable dining table's paint was flaking, and everything was the color of reinforced concrete. There wasn't a single decent piece of furniture in the living room or bedroom. There was an old sofa draped with a bedsheet and two thirty yuan plastic wardrobes, one for each occupant. Beside the bed was a simple shoe rack topped with Wen Xianwen's skincare products. No matter how you looked at it, it appeared uninhabited. In fact, it looked like the deserted and chaotic dwelling of a lunatic, abandoned by its owner. I say, bro, you guys are really the limit. So laid back, it's a crime. A male classmate who had previously been silent finally found his voice. We don't have any money, 
Since the down payment, we've only a little left. I did the sums and struggled and managed to renovate the bathroom and kitchen. Wen Xiaonuan carried two aromatic dishes out of the kitchen while explaining the apartment's shortcomings. Did the sums? Don't listen to her bullshit. Just one of the small bathroom tiles she used cost more than 90 yuan. I urged her to go for something simple and plain to save some money, but she said she had had her eye on the light pink floral tiles for years. Now that she finally had her own home, she was determined to have them, even if it killed her. So we blew 7,000 on the bathroom wall tiles. If she hadn't done the sums, I suppose it would have been more like 20,000. They'd been together these many years, and Lelia still couldn't understand why Wen Xiaonuan always thought she was good at saving money. Where on earth did she get this notion from? You just don't understand. Women must have comfortable bathrooms. Not waiting for Wen Xiaonuan to speak, Lulu ran with the topic, backing up what Wen Xiaonuan had said. Really, all the world's crows are as black as one another. What was so great about women that they had to have overpriced and tiled bathrooms? The year before, when the lease was about to expire, the landlord said he was intending to raise the price a little. Initially, Lelia had rented the apartment because it was convenient, but Wen Xiaonuan had graduated two years earlier, so they didn't need to stay so close to the school. Wen Xiaonuan vacillated over whether or not they should accept the increase and continue renting, but Lelia wanted to buy a house in the long term. Wen Xiaonuan said that buying a house was a pie in the sky for them two paupers. At the time, she'd been without a job for over a year. Housing prices could only rise higher and what seemed astronomical at the moment, you would only live to regret if you did not seize the opportunity now. Lelia had made up his mind, and that was the end of the matter. Of course, there was no point considering the second, third or fourth ring roads. Those weren't places you could squeeze into just by tightening your belt. Short of winning the lottery, they had no business there. When they first started looking for apartments, they approached the area around the fifth ring road with high spirits. But as soon as they heard the prices, their hopes were thoroughly dashed. With Wen Xianowen's encouragement, Lelia despondently looked over a display apartment. Outside the fifth ring, five kilometers outside the fifth ring, ten kilometers outside the fifth ring, eventually they retreated to the city's periphery, fifteen kilometers outside the fifth ring. The price was reasonable and the apartment beautiful. It had Wen Xiaonuan's favourite floor-to-ceiling windows and bathroom. It was admittedly a little far out, but the places farther in really weren't affordable. So they withdrew their savings of several years and each went home to ask for some money to put down as a deposit. With a down payment made and a 20-year loan to make up the balance, they faced scores of years of bitter, hard work. All of a sudden, they'd returned to pre-liberation times. They'd finally become homeowners, but had no further discretionary spending. What about renovations? What about furniture? Without money, everything had to be basic, and one had to prioritise. Lelia suggested that they first do the bedroom, because sleeping was the most important. When Xianuan said, you just go to work and leave the renovations to me. So, Lelia battled on the voiceover front line, while Wen Xianuan shuttled back and forth between the hardware store and the new apartment. You have been listening to Rough Cast Couple, a short story selected from the book, The Sound of Salt Forming, short stories by the post-80s generation in China, edited by Song Gong and Yang Qingxiang and published by the Foreign Language Teaching and Research Press. The author of the short story, Ma Xiaotao, was born in 1982. 
She is a member of the Chinese Writers Association and an editor at People's Literature. She was the first prize winner in the new concept writing competition in 2001. In fact, Lelia could not rest. How could he leave their single prize possession, their house, to naive and brainless Wen Xiaonuan? But what else could he do? He had to go to work every day. If they only relied on Saturday and Sunday, moving in would take until next year. Whatever the case, it was rough cast housing. Wen Xiaonuan didn't have much money. She wouldn't go so far as to uninstall the windows, so the worst result couldn't be too shocking. More than a month went by, and Wen Xiaonuan, her face smoke grey with dust, toiled away. She was so exhausted she even lost her passion for cooking, and their everyday meals were extremely simple. It seemed the project was quite substantial. She found a team of contractors, bargained with them and supervised them. Every day, her brows were furrowed, and she rose early and retired late. The only confidence she shared with Lelia was to tell him that she had finally found her dream wool tiles. Everything else was a closely guarded secret. Only when Lelia visited the new house on a spare weekend did he notice that it was still the same barren shell that it had always been. As it happened, Wen Xiaonuan had devoted all her passion to the bathroom and kitchen. Everywhere else remained untouched. He thought that she would have used what little money they had to prepare the whole house. He had no idea that she had spent all this time on just those two little rooms. When he saw how proud Wen Xiaonuan felt, Lelia wanted to cry but couldn't find the tears. Wen Xiaonuan had all the answers. The kitchen is for cooking and the bathroom is for showering and pooping and you cannot do without them. If you are going to renovate, you must complete it in one go. Nothing else matters. With a bed, we two can sleep and dream together. Forever happy. The living room and balcony, those are decorated for other people's pleasures, but the kitchen and bathroom are our own. Anyway, we're not rich, so let's not be so vain and focus on making ourselves comfortable. We've already completed the hardest part and taken the greatest step. We'll finish the other parts when we have money. In a twinkling, her twisted logic won Lelia over, and he suddenly realised what he liked most about Wen Xiaonuan was her complete lack of pretension. Her view of life was simple and majestic like a philosopher's, always quirky, but eminently defensible. Brother, your doors are pretty cool. I remember when I was young, I think our doors were just like these. Finding doors like these is no mean feat, eh? Wen Shanoen's male classmate inspected each room's crisp green wooden door admiringly. <laughs> That's for sure, Lelia grinned, thinking of those doors that had him almost run off his feet. When Wen Xiaonuan's kitchen and bathroom were finished, they scraped enough together to buy a large bed. Wen Xiaonuan insisted they put down old-fashioned vinyl flooring, arguing that the cats might catch cold. They got along famously with their original landlord, and he gave them an old sofa that he had used for a number of years. The sofa followed the plastic wardrobes, the computer, the hangers and whatnot to the city's east side. Still, on their very first day, they realised that they had a serious problem. They had no doors. Once inside the entrance door, none of the other rooms had a door. They only had enough money left over for food and drink, and short of stealing or snatching, no door was to be had. Wen Xiaonuan wanted to call home for some funds, but Lelia was against it. That weekend, he took the bus to visit a few markets. 
Finally, just as he was about to give up in despair, he spotted the big green apartment doors from a 1980s TV sitcom. To say they were pretty would be the exaggeration of the decade, but they were certainly unique. The most important thing about them was their price. Lelia was driven by his budget as he carried those kitschy doors back home. Wen Xianwen danced with joy and thought the doors were so cool. The colour was just right and they coincidentally had a vintage vibe. Don't just admire our doors, take a look at our super little kitchen table. Wen Xianwen, enraptured, carried out a large plate and went back to the kitchen to play chef. There were already four plates on the table. Orange juice, melon strips, baked pumpkin with cheese, black pepper beef tenderloin and typhoon shelter eggplant. The little table was laid with newspaper and there was a paper cup for each of the guests. Wen Xianwen summoned everyone to come and eat, as the main dishes of hot spicy fish head and braised noodles with green beans were yet to come. Chinese and Western, North and South, the dishes were all handsomely assembled. Lulu and the others were won over by the exquisite dishes, and everyone flocked unceremoniously to the table. Lelia surveyed the table full of sisters and brothers chomping and downing the food. He attentively filled their drinks, his heart filled with the satisfaction of a host. You're still cooped up at home? A male classmate asked Xiaonyuan. You bet. I'm an unemployed working girl, saddled with washing clothes and cooking every day. Contact me if you have any chores. I have plenty of spare time. When Xiaonyuan prattled on lightheartedly, as if her only desire was to find real work, but that she was always beset with difficulty. You say you're from a poor background. How come you're so hopeless? No revolutionary drive to succeed? Lulu stuffed an eggplant into her mouth as she turned to Lelia. Brother, when are you guys going to do it? What, in a hurry to give a gift, are you? It'll set me back a little, but I really want to see Wen in a proper wedding dress. Then ask her. I'm ready for it, but she always thinks it's too much trouble. City Hall approved it, so why do we need a wedding? We're not celebrities. Do we have to tell the world that we're really married? Wedding banquets are a worry and a bother. We spend a stack of money and then ask you guys some gift money back. Not very gallant. Wait until my hair's longer. We'll go and get some wedding photos taken. That'll do. Dressed in her apron, Wen Xianwen placed a delicious sausage treat in the cat's food container. Then she returned to the kitchen and carried out the last dish of white fungus broth and squeezed it onto the table. I've never seen anyone like you. Other women cry and scream about wearing a wedding gown and having a wedding feast, while the witless men are just too lazy to do anything, a male classmate chimed in. I haven't seen anyone like her either. Lelia gazed at Wen Xianwen as she applied herself to the food. You have been listening to Rough Cast Couple, a short story selected from the book The Sound of Salt Forming, short stories by the post-80s generation in China, edited by Song Gong and Yang Qingxiang and published by the Foreign Language Teaching and Research Press. The author of the short story, Ma Xiaotao, was born in 1982. She is a member of the Chinese Writers Association and an editor at People's Literature. She was the first prize winner in the new concept writing competition in 2001. Two months after moving in, Lelia and Wen Xiaonuan formally tied the knot. From their very first meeting, Lelia had thoughts of marriage. But he realised that he was still a young man, and she had lived with him for six years already anyhow, so he had mixed emotions. How about getting married, Lelia had said, lying on the rough cast apartment's large bed. Sure, that would make mother happy, 
Wen Xiaonan was at the computer desk in front of him. Her hand didn't leave the mouse, and she faced away from him. Then, what do you think? I'll do what my mum wants. Since when were you so obedient? Lelia stared at her back. My mum says unmarried girls who cohabit bring shame. Once married, you don't have to worry about people's gossip. I am an upright person, and I don't want you to get a reputation for tricking girls. So I will grudgingly accept your stupid name. Say, we're talking about a serious topic. Can you turn around and face me? Hey, I'm afraid that if I faced you, it would be such a strain on you that it would make me not want to marry you. Forget it. Forget it. I'm just an out-of-work drifter, so I won't talk to you about conditions. Wen Xiaonan leapt towards Lelia and grabbed both his ears and her hands, staring at him right in the face. The next morning, they both telephoned their parents with the news. Not long after, on Wen Xiaonan's birthday, they registered their marriage. I say, classmate Lei, if you dump me later, I won't even be able to celebrate my birthday. This is the day I reported to the world, so you had better not make it a memorial to a failed relationship. Pooh, pooh! Can't you say something positive? I've shared your depravity for the past six years. Do you think anyone else would have anything to do with me now? I chose your birthday to register so I could save money on a gift. Otherwise, I would have had to shell out for a wedding anniversary gift and a birthday gift. Killing two birds with one stone saves me money. Never start a relationship with elder guys. You're so devious. That day, the two of them ate downstairs at the most respectable restaurant to celebrate their transition from boyfriend and girlfriend to husband and wife. Lelia ordered a bottle of red wine, and Wen Xiaonan drank until her little face was all rosy. She found it hard to remain clear-headed during the second half of the meal. They were in fine spirits, dining until closing time, and falling over each other as they walked out of the restaurant. There was no nightlife on the city's periphery. In fact, by ten o'clock, the streets were deserted and scary. At the entrance to their neighbourhood, a few unlicensed taxis had their dim lights on. Lelia dragged the staggering Wen Xiaonan along. Her arm was so thin that when you pinched it, it felt like a stick floating on water. He patted her head and addressed her. My wife. The moon was just a crescent, thin like the nails of a calcium-deficient individual. Under the moonlight, two stray dogs rummaged for food near the trash can. He wasn't sure whether some kind person had put some leftover food there, or some uncoordinated fellow had discarded his takeout food container and it had landed off center. In any case, the two dogs were wolfing it down. Inebriation was making Lelia rather melancholy. Do you think that looks like us? We're just two stray dogs, miles from the city. Every day I go out to find food and come back to feed you. But how come you never get fat? You have been listening to Roughcast Couple, a short story selected from the book *The Sound of Salt Forming*, short stories by the post-80s generation in China, edited by Song Gong and Yang Qingxiang, and published by the Foreign Language Teaching and Research Press. The author of the short story, Ma Xiaotao, was born in 1982. She is a member of the Chinese Writers Association and an editor at People's Literature. She was the first prize winner in the New Concept Writing Competition in 2001. Chapter Four. It was almost three years since she had graduated, but Wen Xiaonan still hadn't found a real job since quitting from recording ringtones. 
At first, she didn't want to find one, complaining she was too tired and that her health was poor. She needed to slow down and recuperate. Then she hinted that she wanted to work, but couldn't find anything suitable. She rushed around for a few days and realized that jobs like the one she had had, recording ringtones, were hard to find. The waves on the Yangtze struggled to overtake one another, and faced with succeeding waves of freshly graduated students, Wen Xianwen's advantage was gradually diminished. If she had given up her career because of her moodiness, now the developments taking place in the field that had really taken away her working rights. She quickly gave up, despondently going to bed late and rising even later. And when she opened her eyes, she continued her aimless activities. The house was messy, like an abandoned workshop. The empty concrete walls were complemented by a floor full of bits and pieces. She curled up with her cat in the middle of it all, trapped in a dragnet. Before, when they were renting, when Xianwen hadn't tidied up or cleaned, she would say that she'd wait until they had their own home and then she'd get organized. But obviously, she was never serious. After moving into the new home, she didn't mend her ways, but instead grew worse and worse. You had to be a bit cautious when dealing with other people's homes, but you could do whatever you like with your own home. With three square meals and a good night's sleep, Wen Xianwen was oblivious of whether it was day or night. She just lay on the bed, holding the cat. Occasionally, she'd do a few odd jobs: voiceovers for a cartoon here, hosting a product show there. Although income was meager, one could say that she was making an effort to contribute to the family's upkeep. Lelia had no choice but to carry the heavier burden on his shoulders alone. Monday to Friday, morning and afternoon, he worked his ass off. He brought home more than four thousand yuan every month. Two thousand went to repay the loan on their apartment, and the rest went for food, transportation, miscellaneous expenses, cat food. Every month, there were only a few yuan left, or nothing at all. Life was like an infinite cycle of puzzles of how to pay the mortgage. No matter how hard you tried, you could never pay it off. Fatigued and always on the run, Lelia started putting on weight. He grudgingly acknowledged that he was becoming more and more like a middle-aged man, even though he had only just turned thirty. On the day Lulu and Co came over for dinner, Wen Xiaoren was especially happy. She had decided on the menu two days in advance. On Saturday, she even woke up early to shop at the market, and when she got home, she dove into the kitchen and excitedly set about concocting the special guest feast. They pushed and shoved each other as if they were still living in those uncertain school days. No one was polite at the table, sweeping it up like a tornado before they could sit back and laugh and chat. Stuffed with food and drink, they drove off. When Xiaowen, reluctant to part with them, went downstairs to see them off, she came back to clean up the dishes, wearing a bright smile. What you just heard was the second part of the story, titled "Rough Guest Couple" from the book "The Sound of Salt Forming: Short Stories by the Post-Eighties Generation in China," published by the Foreign Language Teaching and Research Press in 2016. Rough Guest Couple tells the story of a young couple struggling to settle down in Beijing after graduation. Interwoven with simple, crisp, humorous, robust, and youthful expressions, the story draws an authentic picture of the life of a young Chinese couple in a big city. It is a journey full of financial struggle, love, tears, conflict, growth, and passion. Join us again next time on A Light on Literature for the third part of the story. I'm Huang Rei. See you next time.
listening to Rough Cast Couple, a short story selected from the book, The Sound of Salt Forming, short stories by the post-80s generation in China, edited by Song Gong and Yang Qingxiang and published by the Foreign Language Teaching and Research Press. The author of the short story, Ma Xiaotao, was born in 1982. She is a member of the Chinese Writers' Association and an editor at People's Literature. She was the first prize winner in the New Concept Writing Competition in 2001.